Hey everybody, welcome to Bite Me Podcast, episode 215. This is officially, I believe, the last podcast of 2020. Uh, yeah, I can't say that I'm disappointed about the end of this year. I don't think 2021 is going to be any better at all until at least like July, August. Like fall of 2021 is going to be... Okay. Maybe okay. I mean, it'll be as good as like... February of 2020 was, which I don't know. It was an okay month, I guess. Maybe we'll see. Anyway, that's. <laughs> I know you have the there. best excuse in the world to just play video games all the time. So I don't that's know a, why you're complaining. That is a <laughs> man. I wish Dylan like. <laughs> I know, right? You'd think. I, well, that's why everyone's like, we're, we're all stuck at home. Maybe we can play games more. It's like everyone's so busy. It's like yeah. you're either lying or it doesn't work like that, does it? <laughs> so. By the time I'm done with work in the pandemic, man, I just want to sit down. And, like, I watch a lot more TV than I normally do. I tell you that. Yeah. But I, on the other I just, hand, beat 64 games this year. Yeah, so maybe Colby's living the dream. I have uh, almost finished Star Trek The Next Generation. The entire series? Yeah. Wow. I used to watch a lot of that. Um, We're almost like, on the sixth season, I think. Nice. So there's seven I, total. I watched that in like real time as a young child. So <clears throat> um, I beat, I think, 22 games this year, 23 games. So it's not I shabby. Didn't. It's all right. It's about the journey, Dylan. Like it's it's if you had fun getting all about there. the chase. Not. Yeah, exactly. So uh, we're going to talk about news, what there is of it. Shockingly, there is not a massive amount of video game news between Christmas and New Year. You'll be surprised to find out. Um, although everyone is still on holiday. Exactly. Uh, I am going to tell you a news story that is incredibly relevant to video games that uses the word chicken processing. Um, it was maybe one I of the funniest things I this somewhere. week. Yeah, it's weird. Uh, we're also going to do our games in January, games coming out in January segment, just right in the middle after news, because there's not many games coming out in January either. You'll also be shocked to find Keep, out. Keeps but, you on your toes. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we got a handful of questions. I, I let a couple people ask multiple questions because we just didn't have that many questions. So I don't know. There's some cheap free games. It'll be good. PlayStation Plus this this month is bringing it. Like there are some really good PlayStation Plus games coming out this week, uh, or this month, I should say, or next month, I actually should say. Anyway. Sometime in Dylan, the near future. In the near future. Tell me about Super Meat Boy Forever because man, that game has not been it's actually doing out. very well. It's not. What do you no. <laughs> it's Why absolutely not? initial reactions to that game were incredibly not great. Why? I don't know, man. That's just what I read. People didn't like it. It's okay. It's, it's exactly what it was at PAX like three years ago. Yeah, yeah. But I guess fun. people didn't like that, man. They they wanted more Super Meat Boy and less forever. I don't know what that means. It's okay. But tell me about what you're... Tell me if you liked it, Dylan. That's it's what matters. Great. We don't care what anybody it's, else likes. It looks good and, like, modern, unlike Super Meat Boy, because that game looks really old. It is really point. old. Um, yeah. I... Having played Super Meat Boy a little bit and having played Super Meat Boy forever a little bit, I, I would say I like the new one much better. I don't... Interesting. I guess I... If the old one had the new aesthetic, I'd probably say that game's awesome. But I kind of like the, I like the Super Mario Run esque platforming where you're always moving in a direction until you jump off a wall and it it turns you. I think that's interesting. I haven't played a lot of games like that. It's very hard and challenging, which is I think what you want Super Meat Boy to be. It's sure. a meat grinder. I don't think that is unintentional. Um, it's I. I don't know why 
someone would be upset at it for a $20 game. I I, uh, I, I literally I... didn't know people were not enjoying this because it's exactly what I'd expect. I, I The only thing I would say is like, give me a couple slightly easier levels at the beginning just so I get a feel <laughs> for the game, maybe. But even then, like, you figure it out. Um, I mean, it, you die and it puts you right before the little spot that you're having trouble with and you keep doing it and you get it and you move on and it's meaty i guess do you think that the pacing of that's pretty even like where like the checkpoints are good oh absolutely it it basically you do something hard and then you get through it and you don't have to do that hard thing again like that's nice it, it yeah sure like some of them are you're gonna feel like okay there's two or three hard things to do in a row but that's that is the little puzzle, right? And and I never felt like ah, this part's easy. And I like like I was explaining about Bloodborne yesterday, uh, last week, like how the checkpointing is awful. Like this is ex- like it's such digestible chunks that like doesn't bother me at all. So yeah, if if you're not, it's I mean it's definitely hard. Like it's a hard game. So I don't think it's for anyone easily frustrated that would throw their switch and i am playing sure. on switch so which feels fine on my switch light and it's nice great. yeah and I, it looks I think fantastic I'll, i think i'll probably pick it up eventually i kind of want to get it on the xbox honestly if yeah. i'm going to play it on something because i want to play it on my tv yeah. um i'm trying to pick up a like a geforce 360 ti or 370 so i can put that in my main pc and then move my current video card to my living room pc which i now have um and then I could get it on all, Steam too. All do. I mean, no, but it like so I upgraded my processor and my RAM um and my motherboard in my like gaming PC, but it was mostly so it would work better for because I work on it all day now. Like it's my like ten hour a day work PC now. And uh once you've upgraded all those things, like getting a new computer is like a hundred bucks for a power supply and um a case so it was it was a pretty easy thing to do um and so now i have a living room pc which is kind of nice but it doesn't have a video card it's like i only using the like the motherboard video card which doesn't allow me to really game on it yet but eventually we'll get there so i'm, I'm excited about the idea of it i'm just not there yet so whatever uh how's cyberpunk um great i i would say my couple of reservations have mostly disappeared and it runs absolutely fine now um i am not having basically any of the problems i had like day one or within that first week um so do you think it's a patch thing yeah because there's there was three fairly substantial patches um so i think if everyone just held on to their horse a little bit like it's fine and the the one thing like because I don't go too far down the internet rabbit hole to watch people complain about things, but I do, I'm curious, like when people say it's performance is bad on Xbox one, does that mean Xbox one? Does that mean Xbox one S? Does that mean Xbox one X? Cause it's like, I don't know what, what is the actual conversation? Like, should you experience bad performance on all of those or just one of those? Cause I don't, because it's like, that's not what my experience was. Obviously, I'm playing on a One X, but... From what I've heard, the, like, uh, 
original consoles. It's the oh uh, yeah, the like oldest. the OG ones, well, like the PS4 and the non PS4, you know, like the non PS4 right. Pro, the Xbox One. Um, it runs very poorly on. Um, a lot of times it's like it takes multiple seconds to load in. Um, what are those things called? Textures, textures, and stuff yeah. like that. Um, and it runs much better on the One X and PlayStation Four Pro, but still not as good as like the PC. Sure. Yeah, I just well, I, go ahead. No, go ahead. Finish. I, I've heard that even the PS Four Pro is not great. Yeah. Um, I've heard that this the One X is about the only last gen system that it even functions on, and that is not terrific so sure it's just i found it hard when you're reading people's thoughts it's like you don't actually know what they're talking about a lot of the sure. time because it's unclear and i think it is weird that you have these like multi-generational systems so well, it is it's much more like having pcs now so the conversation is probably gonna have to change in the future when talking about games and expected quality on different levels of systems i think that the reality is is that's really on cd project red though is that they made a game like they could have chosen theoretically not to release it on last gen systems right um and instead chose to release it on next gen systems which sets the expectation that the game will run on all those systems and it does not um and and even to the point of them saying I guess Microsoft really thought we were going to be fixing those bugs when we signed an affidavit saying we would fix those bugs and then didn't. Um, so, like, like to me, it doesn't really matter what system you're talking about because they said it would run in those systems and okay. it clearly does not. So, um, I agree. But at the same time, is, is an Xbox One X not an Xbox One? So it's like it does run on that system fine. It just doesn't run on oh, that. But it, so it's like But it runs on it, like saying saying it runs on an Xbox 1 means it runs on all 3. Right. To me. But but I mean semantically it does run fine on my Xbox 1. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just happens to be a 1X. So it's I don't like Yeah, it's it's not an excuse at all, but yeah, yeah. It, it it does and it runs absolutely fine and it's like can you release it on just the 1X and above like so I don't no. think so. No, I so, so. that yeah. I don't think they can do that. So I don't. I, I think it creates. I don't know. I was thinking about it because it's like, well, now we want this games exist on Xbox forever now. So it's like yeah. you have an Xbox games you can play it forever, and I like that. But well, this is the, one of the first games that's doing that. I would. I would give it a break personally. Yeah. Um, not that it's a good excuse. I've had games that run way worse and games that I never finished because they ran worse. But I'd, I'd give it time, if anything. And like I said, it runs fine for me now. Everything I experienced before is gone. So Yeah. I uh, I don't know. I keep... I, I think the thing is, is like I think they have been given a pass because I keep reading things. Like, I read a tweet the other day about some guy. Like, yeah, like, the performance isn't bad. Like, it only crashes, like, once every five hours now. And I'm like, yeah. that's not good performance. Like, a game well, crashing every good, five hours... It, that's, it that that's completely playing, unreasonable yeah. to me. It's like, like I'm not going to play a game. was worse than that, and I still played it. Did it crash so, your Xbox every five hours? It was PC, but Avengers Did it crash your way, PC every way, five way, hours? Way, way, way worse than Cyberpunk. Like, substantially, like, I was nearly upset. Like, I, my experience with Avengers was way, way, way worse. Like, sure. to the point I almost stopped playing it. This yeah. is not even close to 
to like Avengers with playability. Like yeah. in because my to, experience. To so. me, a game that crashes my Xbox every five hours is f- broken. Like that yeah. is that game is not that that's not a game. Like you can't have a, a game that like I mean, and you've got to you've got to assume if it's crashing every five hours, it's because it's leaking memory somewhere. Like that's that's a game that's physically broken to me like i don't i don't get off i don't i don't allow for oh no it's good except that it crashes once every five hours that's not acceptable um i don't know like it's to me cyberpunk's a game that i'm gonna play like a year from now when it's 15 i mean it's probably it'll all work it's probably a good call and it'll work great because it i mean to me it is very fun especially like I thought the gunplay was kind of meh at the beginning and then you kind of get you kind of level up and you get some cooler guns and like actually this feels pretty good nice um you can run around with katanas and and gorilla arms and all kinds of cool stuff (laughs) like are you you is it like do you have gorilla arms or do you have a gorilla's arms those are different no you have gorilla arms okay so you're like the guy from uh, umbrella academy then so two mech fists and you can punch people with those or you can get manis blades or i mean yeah, I've heard there's the a lot of cool plays, stuff. Like I've heard the story's it's fun. good. So yeah. the story's pretty good. I think I'm almost at the end, but I'm doing side quests. Nice. Um, which is, I mean, they're mostly fetch quests, but what RPGs quests aren't? They're all fetch um, quests, man. So it's like it. It's no different than any other. So yeah, some of the there's some really good stuff in there, and there's some stuff that's like, nah, that was kind of cringy. Sure. Pro- like, I mean. The same as any other. Like it's a solid game for sure. Yeah. It's I mean, probably it, with in a state in which it runs smoothly, it is probably a nine out of ten. Yeah. So I'm I'm gonna just wait until like the Cyberpunk game of the year edition that includes the DLC, like a oh, year yeah. and a half from now and call it good. Ah, uh, yeah. I'm I'm glad you're enjoying it though. I yeah. mean, I think that's the the important part. I'm uh, probably enjoying it more than I thought I would too. Because sure. I really, it was not a game I'm looking. I'm more interested in the cyberpunk tabletop game. Sure. Um, because I think that's more. I kind of, I honestly wanted to play just for the lore, just yeah, to kind yeah. of immerse myself in like what it was and and kind of just get a feel for it. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. The cat is knocking things over. It so. Happens. But that's cool. Um, Colby walked away. I don't know why. So I'm going to talk about the games I've been playing. He's pooping. That could be. I mean, maybe. Uh, I would. I would think he'd take care of that before our podcast, but maybe not. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Uh, I played. Uh, I actually expected to have played a lot of things by now, and I actually played one thing a lot and a couple other things a little. Um, one of the cool games I played recently. This is a Game Pass game. Just came to to Game Pass is Tetris Effect Connected. So did you play the original Tetris Effect at all? The I've PlayStation not played one? it at all. Like, I would just say, like, Tetris Effect itself, and this game contains that, um, is super fun. It's, like, this gorgeous, like, almost too gorgeous version of Tetris because, like, you're, you've got your Tetris thing in the middle and then all this stuff happening around it, and the other stuff is almost, like... Like, it almost raises the difficulty level of Tetris because it's so gorgeous that it's almost distracting. Um, and it has this killer soundtrack that, like, seems to really be in sync with, like, your drops and stuff. It's very cool to play. But Tetris Effect Connected is, like, a new mode in Tetris Effect. And you can play it local co-op or online. And I think there's multiple modes, but the one I've played the most is is a really cool one. So you and up to two other people can play together. And if, if you don't have two other people, um, it'll actually put an AI in for you to play with you. And what happens is each of you start playing Tetris, essentially. 
And for every line you clear, it like boosts up your power a little bit. And you're playing against a single computer controlled enemy. Um, and for some reason, the enemies are tied to like the astrological charts. So like I'm fighting Sagittarius. Um, I don't know why. Which is and your favorite thing. I Yeah, it's great. Love it. Um, and so every time Sagittarius clears a line, it does like a negative effect on you. And so that can be like it deletes things off your screen. It can be it like flips things around. Every once in a while, they'll have a, a negative effect that like super slows down your pieces or doesn't let you fast drop. Sometimes they'll like make huge pieces fall. It's, it's interesting. Um, and so you have to fight against that. But what you're doing is you're raising your power level. And then once you get your power level to a certain point, um, all three of your and the people you're playing with fields combine into one giant field. Um, and then you take turns dropping pieces to clear lines out of your giant field. And I don't know exactly how long that lasts. I haven't figured out like what makes that work. But... Um, all the lines you cleared during that co-op portion then get pushed over to Sagittarius's um, field, and he has to knock those down. So it's kind of like Puzzle Fighter, sort of, but like in a really abstract Tetris co-op sort of way, and it's really, really fun. Like, we sat down, me and my kids sat down to play it, and played it for like an hour and a half, just like, oh, this looks interesting, and like, couldn't stop playing. And then I played it with my kid and my wife again, so we had three players, and we played it again for another hour and a half, so it's a really good couch co-op game if you've got like, friends over or family that uh, like, Tetris is kind of easy too, so it's not that hard to like, kind of get the hang of what Tetris is. Um... And I think a lot of people are familiar with it. So it's, it's really fun. Like I said, it's free on Game Pass. And that does let you play the original Tetris Effect 2, which is a great game. Um, a game I got for Christmas is Maneater. Are you guys familiar with this? It's like That's the shark game. It's the shark game. I told you about it. Oh, are you? Okay. Yes. Like way back in the day then. Um, it's... I don't know how to describe Maneater. It reminds me a little bit of... Goat Simulator, but not in the way that Goat Simulator is, like, weird and dumb, but, like, in the way that they're, like, we're going to take this thing and run with it as far as we possibly can. So you start out as a as a shark. Um, like, so the intro to the game is you're this giant, like, great white in Florida, and there's, like, a, a guy who has a reality TV show where he's, like, a shark hunter, and... He's like, you're, you know, killing tourists and eating them and whatever. And he like rolls up in his boat and spears you or spears a shark and like drags you on his boat and then cuts it open. And you, you're you the baby shark inside the mom shark that he just speared. And you like bite off his hand and like flip back into the water. So now you're a baby shark. Like, I want to say off the coast of Florida, it seems like trying to like make your way in this cruel, cruel world, um, you know, eating other small fish. And, and as you like pass, as you do things within these levels, as you pass objectives, um, you get bigger and bigger and bigger. Um, but there's also like these chemical spills in the water that are like your home base where you can mutate. So like you get better, armor as a shark <laughs> like you get bone armor and they like you you physically mutate as a shark um 
But it's just kind of good, stupid fun where, you know, your quests are, you know, first, like, eat all these different kinds of fish. And then eventually it's like, kill this massive alligator who's infringing on your territory. And you have to collect signs and you can like flop up on the water or like up on the land for a little bit and like get stuff up there and you can I, eventually i'm sure i'll be eating people and so on and so forth but it's oh, i've only do. played it for maybe two hours and it's it just scratches that itch for like a game that's kind of dumb if that makes sense like you've played that game before where you're like there's nothing serious about this game there's no like i mean sure obviously that game has a story but really what it's about is just like flopping around as a giant shark and eating stuff um like the physics are a little bit wonky uh like blood sprays everywhere when you eat thing you know like it's it's that kind of game but it's a lot of fun it's been on sale a ton recently too i don't know if it's still on sale i think it's like one of those games that's normally like 30 bucks and you've been able to pick it up for like 15 or 20 a lot i think that's probably like the sweet spot for that game is like 15 bucks or 18 bucks but i've had fun with it um my dog gave me that for christmas he's a good dog uh your dog got me shit for christmas well, you, did you get him anything, Cole? Yeah. No, you didn't. It's in the mail. <laughs> well, when, when he gets it, I'm sure he'll follow back up with a present. I got my dog a delightful dog bed that matches my couch. It's very cute. Um, <laughs> I didn't intend for it to match my couch, but then we got it. We're like, huh, this matches the couch exactly. That's kind of weird. Um, he loves it a lot. Uh, I also played CrossCode some more. I don't remember if I talked about CrossCode last time, but Colby's talked about it a bunch, so I don't. I don't necessarily need to talk about CrossCode more, um, I guess, except to remind you that it's like a like early 90s style action RPG. Like, it reminds me a lot of like, I don't want to say A Link to the Past because that's not exactly, you said I, it's more like Chrono Trigger. I always described it, it reminds me a ton of Chrono Trigger and Secret of Mana. But it has some really interesting stuff in it, like... I don't, I don't remember, did you talk about the story very much, Call? A little bit. Yeah, so you're this girl, and you, like, wake up on this boat, and does the entire game, like, so when you're on the boat, Cole, is the boat inside the MMO? Like, it is, right? I believe so, yeah. Yeah, so the entire thing takes place inside an MMO world, and they don't tell you a lot about it, just that you're you're a real person and you're inside this this MMO and like when you go to sleep you don't remember anything. Um so when you log if you log out of the MMO like there's nothing there for you. Um as as opposed to everybody else when they log out and they go about their real life. Um and they don't tell you why and that's fine. It's explained later in the story and I think that's actually I don't want to spoil that because for me it was like a really interesting turning point. But um so you you do all the things you do in an MMO. You like get there and you go to like, you know, newbie world and like they teach you about the rules of the game and you start doing like entry level quests and then as you explore through the game you get more and more quests and you meet people that you hang out with but they all have lives outside of the game too. Like they literally sometimes log, you know, like hey man, I've got a lot of work to do, so I've got to log off. Um and go and then you're there by yourself and then sometimes you log out and like your personal story progresses a little bit when you log off too um but it also has some like really interesting like weird platforming elements that i don't like a lot but that they're interesting for a game like that and it's got like you're a do you remember what the the name of your class is called like a 
Oh, I don't know. Disc. Disc something. Yeah. Anyway, your the character class you play as shoots like these like orbs. Um, and that like is like a twin stick shooter, like where you shoot them by like navigating like you would in a twin stick shooter, but you also have like a melee attack. Um, it's it's just really unique in the way that it approaches like battle mechanics for a essentially like 16 bit role playing game. Um, the other thing I, I learned about it last week when I was playing is that the entire thing is written in JavaScript, which doesn't mean probably anything to either of you really, but like JavaScript's like what you build web pages in, um, and they built a video game in it, which I think is is interesting and it runs really well. Um, if you actually have a if you have a Series X and like a new um, TV, it'll actually run at 120 frames a second. Uh, it's just it's a really unique game. It's got a really well done. Um, like accessibility section where it doesn't necessarily make the enemies easier to beat. It just makes them attack less. You can literally set how, how often you want enemies to attack and that's how they change the difficulty of the game. Um, you can change like things like how long you have to solve puzzles, like timed puzzles, how long you want those puzzles to be uh, set for. So it's, it's, it's cool because I just ramped the difficulty like all the way down and it's made it so it's just really enjoyable to play. Um, it's just hard enough for me most of the time, but like not where I feel like I'm going to die. Like I, I literally had my first encounter. I'm 18 hours into the game and probably 17 hours in. I hit the first part where I thought like, oh, shoot, I might die here. Did, but how did you do with the uh, the mine boss? Um, so the mine boss wasn't bad oh really excited um, like i had to drop my uh like all of the damage and attack down for that guy i don't know what it was well, like i was breezing through that game and then i got to him and it was just like bam wall. yeah and and that was i've always had it all the way down so he he wasn't too bad um have you done the optional quest in the mine where they have uh like a some sort of sonic device that yeah, attracts yeah, yeah, yeah. more of those little bugs to you. Like that yeah. one was the one actually that I thought was the hardest. Like I almost died there. I had to use mm -hmm. a bunch of health potions to to stay alive during that one. So you've gone back into it twice though. You've gotten like yeah. the exclamation point one. Yeah, yeah, that was the one that was hard for me. So, um, but there's some other quests too that are like really physics based where you have to do like a lot of, there's like, you go to like this monastery and there's like jumping puzzles that you have to go through and like jumping puzzles in a, 2d like overhead rpg are super strange um and those actually work not not hard because you just keep doing it until you get through it but like there's there's a, a another level of those i have to go through that are like timed i'm like nah i don't i don't care that much about doing the timed ones so um and that would be maybe my only complaint about the game is that there's no way to once you've accepted a quest you can't unaccept them there's no way to like delete them so you just have to eventually deal with the fact that not you have a was not that i've found um so i have a handful of like super low level quests that i'm not gonna do like there's one where you have to go um like water a bunch of trees to sit dave off some sort of sickness and like i know where two of them are but they're really hard to get to and it's like dumb how you like it's just not a part of the game i enjoy and so i've never finished that one so it's still like this level you know six quest and I'm level like 28. I'm, I'm not going to do it, but 
it's still hanging out. So yeah. whatever. Um, Crosscode's very, very, very good though. Like I was telling Colby before we started podcasting, that it was not the game that I thought I was going to put like 16 hours into over Christmas um, or 18 hours into over Christmas. Um, but it's all I want to play. It's really, really, really fun. Um, and it's on, uh, it's on game pass as well. So you can play that for free if you're a game pass subscriber. So why don't you tell me about what you've been playing? Cole, you've been running some snow. I have been playing snow runner mostly. Um, I didn't the crosscode. This was the first week I didn't actually play crosscode, um, and it was mostly because I was playing SnowRunner. Um, it's really fun. I have mostly beaten all of Alaska. Now so, I got to. So you got your truck unstuck from uh, last Sunday. Oh uh, Jesus! <laughs> Goldman and I were playing, and for like two hours, he was just like, "What? No, I, I know I can't. Why can't?" I'm stuck in the river. Oh, God. Such a pain. I had to go get like the biggest truck I had to get a damn truck out of the river. Um, and there, there was a lot more swearing than that. <laughs> there was. I was trying to. I was making it safe for the kitties. That's what I'm saying. Uh, but I've been playing that. That's really fun. I, I love me some SnowRunner. Um, and I, Cliff got me one of those, I don't know, what are they like? controller phone holder thing. Yeah, it lets you like attach your your phone to your Xbox controller so you can play like Xbox games or or <laughs> like I, I use mine to play like remotely. Um but you use yours to play Apple Arcade. Yeah, yeah. I haven't actually used mine to play it remotely, but I have been using it to play Apple Arcade. And so I beat Alba um the that like game where you take pictures of birds and it's that that's a really good game um i will say that like when that comes to consoles or you know especially like switch or something yeah it's a short game like that game is probably only i beat it in probably two and a half to three hours but it's really awesome um and that's not available yet on uh no um spring of 2021 so is that for, for all else. consoles? Uh, let's see. It's available on PC now. So it came out December 11th on PC and it'll be available on switch in spring 2021. Yeah. Cause I knew that, uh, that it was coming to squit, squitch, switch, switch. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't, I didn't know the exact like when, yeah, but they hinted it on their Twitter. Um, and then I decided to play uh, Cat Quest 2 because I love the hell out of Cat Quest 1. I uh, uh, I never played the first one, but I played the second one at PAX, and that game is charming as all get out. Yeah, and that's, that's I mean, it, it, that's Cat Quest 2 is essentially just kind of Cat Quest 1, except it's now, like, multiplayer. And if you're not playing it multiplayer, you just have, like, a buddy. Um like an NPC buddy that, you know, follows you around and you can equip with stuff. Um, and uh, it's just, it's a real fun, uh, I don't even know what kind of like action RPG-ish, action RPG yeah. Yeah, kind of game that is just chock full of cat and now dog puns. Excellent. Um, yeah. The writing was really clever, as I recall. Yeah. Um, it was definitely one of those games of packs that I played the first day I was there. And then like the next day when I came back with, like my kid i was like oh my gosh we got to go play cat quest and we played it co-op so i i didn't actually realize it was out on the xbox 
Um, yeah. I just missed it, I guess. And so I think I'm actually going to pick it up. I just I texted it to my wife before, and like normally she only plays games with me that involve geese. Um, for some reason we've got this kind of <laughs> goose thing going on. Um, she beat exactly two games last year, and and one was uh, Untitled Goose Game. We actually beat that twice. Um, and then one was Nights and Bikes, where your like companion is a goose. So we've got this kind of goose thing. But she said she was willing to think about cats, even though she's not really a cat person. But they're well, kind of cute. One so. of them is a dog. Oh, well, then she can play the dog. That's yeah. perfect. Yeah. So it's all good. Everybody wins. So. But uh, I've, I'm actually shocked at, like, how well, like, my kind of old phone. I mean, my phone's got to be close to four to five years old. Just handles the games on, uh, yeah. on Apple Arcade. I The iPhone 7, because that's the same. You, we have the same yeah. phone right now. I am... It is the first phone I've had that is multiple years old that doesn't just feel crappy all the time. Yeah. Um, and the funny thing is I went from an iPhone X back down to an iPhone 7. And, like, I have not noticed a... Like, the only thing I notice is the battery life and that mine gets super, super hot. Um, but besides that, it's fine. Um, yeah. It's absolutely fine. So. Yeah, um, I had my 7 for, like, five years. Yeah. And I just got rid of it. And it's great. That's the only thing I noticed, too, is it, it could get warm. Yeah. yeah. But even the battery life... Even five years later was okay. Yeah, mine's not like, bad. I, it never, it never was a problem for me. But. Mine's usually dead by six o'clock at night. Like, it usually I have to grab a battery and charge it. But I have so many stupid, like, giant iPhone batteries now that that's fine. So, um, one thing I will say, uh, I'm not going to talk about my my Series X very much, but um, remote playing off my Series X is night and day different oh, nice. than than doing remote play off my one X, like my one X upstairs, like it was playable, but like it, it was really interesting because I've played a lot of things remote play now. And most times when, you, when things go wrong, remote play, what happens is you get like rubber banding or um, like the game will kind of like jerk and stop and then, you know, come back um, remote play off my one X. It would be like the screen would like almost freeze and then get kind of melty and you'd have to almost change to a complete other screen to like get rid of that so like if you were playing a game and that happened like you could hit your pause menu and it would pop up your pause menu and then when you unpaused it would be back and it would be normal and like sometimes that would happen a couple times and sometimes it would just happen constantly and also the audio was really stuttery i'd get a lot of like static in my my audio um and my series x like it's not flawless um but it's really, really close to flawless. Like, I'll get, like, little hang-ups here or there, little, you know, whatevers. But it's so much more playable um, remote play than than it was before. So I've been doing a little bit more of that, and it's it's just perfect. So I've, I've been very happy remote playing off my, my Series X. So nice. that's all about that, besides that it's just cool. Like, being able to switch between games is dope. I love it. Dylan! News. Oh, such good news. Uh, just a little bit of news today because, like, I I, I don't want to say I really, like, dragged the bottom of the barrel to get news, but, like, one of our things of news is about um, chicken processing, and one of them is about Kanye. So, like... I could, I could talk about magnet fishing. We could talk about magnet fishing. Actually, that's actually going to be more appropriate for uh, Megan's question in questions, Colby. So hold off on magnet fishing for now. Will do. Uh, first up, CD Projekt Red's own investors are suing them, which um, 
Might be an is, issue. It's not a great sign. Um, the lawsuit Rosen uh, filed by Rosen Law Firm claims that CD Projekt Red has, quote, made false and or misleading statements and or failed to disclose that Cyberpunk 2077 was virtually unplayable on the current generation Xbox or PlayStation systems due to an enormous number of bugs. That is bad in case you're wondering it probably also means that those same investors are probably not going to be super keen on investing next time <laughs> if i had to guess it also i would guess maybe would have an impact on other investors that maybe they were looking for um for investment but whatever the game has sold 13 million copies even if you don't take into it like accounting for refunds the game still sold 13 million copies so maybe it'll be fine i think it'll um, do okay yeah, CG Project Red has confirmed that they received the lawsuit and will undertake vigorous action to defend itself against any such claims. So my guess is they settle out of court because I would, I mean, no company wants to be like dragged through the muck of a court case, yeah. um, except Epic maybe. Like I, they seem to kind of enjoy that thing. So I don't know. We'll see. We'll, we'll, we'll keep an eye on that, right? Is that is that the right way to do it? Yes, we'll keep an eye on fingers on the pulse the pulse of the cd project red lawsuit yes. my guess is that just goes away very quietly at some point uh you know do you guys remember like probably not no nah, i know geez right <laughs> early last year uh when who was the company last year that had the weird laptop that had three screens was it razor razor oh yeah and it yeah. got stolen when they got stolen i think it was razor this year at uh I don't know, that weird tech show that's in January that I can't remember the name of, whatever, um, debuted the, like, Switch-esque handheld, right? And we, at the time, mm -hmm. were like, oh, that's kind of cool. It might be cool for playing, like, indie PC games. Uh, a company called uh, GPD, <laughs> great name, um, actually has re uh, released the GPD Win 3 handheld gaming PC console, and it literally is a switch like system like it, switch like in that like the controllers don't come off it's just you know it's almost like i don't know like a bigger game gear is that maybe a bigger you know or like a does it a use batteries yes it does uh, yeah it must i mean it's you game on the go so i presume it does use batteries it did not specify in the article i read about it what the battery life was but i mean yeah, it must use. It's probably oh, rechargeable. I, I was just I saying guess. that the, the Game Gear used like six AA yeah, batteries yeah, yeah, yeah. every forty-five minutes. This does make me wonder, though, like what the battery life on that kind of thing is. I mean, I guess it's probably like the Switch. It's just chargeable, and it's like three three hours or so. Um, but it's kind of it's kind of interesting. It's a little pricier than maybe you'd want. Um, Eight hundred bucks will get you one with a Core i five. Um, and like this kind of, you know, the built in GPU to that system um, for an extra hundred bucks, you can get one of the uh, Core i7. Um, they both come with 16 gigs of RAM. Um, they both have a one terabyte SSD. Um, they're kind of interesting in like that if you're like, I, I probably all three of us are old enough to remember like the old, like the sidekick phone where the screen slides up. You've got a keyboard underneath. Yeah, yeah. They do that. <laughs> so there's like a keyboard underneath the screen. Um, the screen's only 720p. It's 5.5 inches. But like 720p is probably about what you're looking for when you're using some sort of weird integrated Intel graphics processor. Um, but apparently like all those things put together will get you about 60 frames a second on most recent games at like a default graphic setting. So 
I'm not going to pay $900 for one. I'm not going to pay $800 once. But, like, I can see a world where someone might, maybe. Like, it lets you play a bunch of games that you wouldn't be able to play otherwise. Like, PC gaming is still kind of like... There are a lot of games that either come out PC first or only come out on PC. um, Or they're cheapest on PC. Um, I mean, I've got a thousand games in my Steam library that are just itching to be played. Um... I mean, not that I ever go anywhere. Like, playing PC games on the go was a bigger, um, like, bonus when I left my house ever. Uh, But, you know, um, here's here's a pro tip for you. If you're like me and you never leave your house anymore because you work from home, um, call your insurance and tell them that your commute now is zero and that you never leave the house because I saved, like, it's like a Geico ad here, but it was actually just me. A bunch Um, of money. Yeah, like $300 off my car insurance (laughs) by saying, like, I only drive, like, 30 miles a week now. So, you know, like, pro tip. Uh, Definitely definitely something to try. Um, Sorry, Cole. Sorry, man. What do you think about that? Like, I I don't think anyone here will be buying one of these, but do you like the concept? Like, it's interesting. It's interesting. I don't know if I like it. I like the idea. I just don't like the price tag. Like, if... I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't know, man. Like it's, it's, it's an interesting idea. And like, I think it looks really nice. And I think that I get the the thing, but I'm not like, maybe if it was $300. Yeah. Like the price tag is like, ouch. I'm not sure I'd pay $300 for one either because I already have a PC and a switch. But like, if I didn't have a switch and it was $300, I'd think about it, I guess. I don't know. In a world where a switch exists, I just don't. Well, and to be frank, like in a world where I can remote play from my Steam library to my phone, mm. it's um, like, a, like too little, too late. Yeah, it's it's an interesting idea, but yeah, I think you might be right. Like maybe it's an idea whose time, and it's not unique. Like there's nothing interesting yeah. about it. Like it's literally just a screen with a controller built into it. So you and get it one of those slides like, up, which is very old technology at this oh, point. Man, I do kind of <laughs> like that though. Like I do like the slide. I think that's pretty cool. Like I wish, although that keyboard looks terrible to be frank. Like it looks like it'd be really a beast to type on, but I don't know, man. It's an interesting idea. Um, all right. So you're all familiar with Kanye West, right? Ooh. Yeah. And and you're familiar with uh, Reggie fills uh, the ex-president of, of Nintendo. I guess the first question is, Is did you know that Kanye West actually released a video game trailer that, that played at E3? I had no idea. I did not. It is a It was a trailer for a game called Only One in which you would guide uh, Kanye's m- mother, Donda, who died to heaven. Um and the game apparently got far enough along that they actually released a trailer for it uh, at E3 in 2016. That was before I started watching E3. Um, f- unfortunately, there has been no further news on the <laughs> the, God, the Donda Only One project. It's got to be awesome being a billionaire. I guess. Um, so a couple years ago, apparently, like Kanye really, really wanted to make a video game. Um and so he, he went to Nintendo and, and mostly what I want to tell you about is Reggie's like recollection of this. He was on uh, the Talking Games with Reggie and Harold podcast, which I guess he's probably Reggie uh, in said podcast. And he recalled that the meeting was, quote unquote, 
interesting <laughs> and felt that Kanye had such a passion for the video game space. They unfortunately had to politely decline <laughs> because they just had so many different things going on at the time and uh, doing something with Kanye. There just wasn't, there just wasn't, you know, like the time to do it. But he also remembers telling Kanye that Nintendo would actually be really hard to work with. Like you might want to go find someone else because Nintendo has such a commitment to quality that uh, like, you might have a hard time working with us. And he's like, no, Reggie, you're the exactly type part. You're exactly the type of partner I want because of that. Um, he wants that Nintendo certification. <laughs> he wants that Nintendo certification. It just, it just didn't, just didn't work out. Um, and they did not actually talk about what the, the game he wanted is, but man, like I want new crazy Kanye to make a video game now. Like 2016 Kanye probably would have been really interesting to make a video game. 2020 Kanye would be extra. Like 2020 ran for president is now like what a pastor. That's the Kanye that I. I don't want him to get together I'll with Nintendo it. though. I want him to get together with like. Dude, dude, can we get him and? Uh... Who's the guy from Gearbox? Randy Pitchford? Yes. <laughs> Together in a room? Yeah, 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 yeah. That Randy can bring his like magic <laughs> and his like Have you ever seen the video? It came it was like probably 3 months ago where Randy Pitchford was on some sort of like I don't know Zoom call with other people and his room like first of all Randy Pitchford is worth like tens of millions of dollars the room he was in was like completely empty just like this huge empty room except for one of those like balls that you put your fingers on it like shoots the electricity to your hands like they have <laughs> like a planetarium except his wasn't like a huge planetarium one it was like bigger than the one you'd buy at target but only like slightly bigger that just sitting right in the middle of the room that was all it was is <laughs> randy pickford big empty room i don't even know what those things are called can we get John McAfee in there too? I don't know why. I just, oh. want, I just want him and Randy Pitchford and Kanye all to like sit is, is there and pitch video games. Is it hard for him to like, he can't come back they'll, to the United States. They'll have though, to go right? to his like, yeah, his, his compound. Well, I think he has like a boat that he lives yeah, on. Yeah. Cause now. he's not allowed in countries. Yeah, like he can't go anywhere that has extradition, ex, ex, extradition extradition treaties yeah, i mean there's there's issues but did I'm sure they john mack if he kill a man probably i'm yeah. just gonna go with probably <laughs> allegedly, allegedly. That's, the, that's what you're gonna say was he convicted of it no is that because he has not come back to face trial <sighs> it's 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 yeah, probably it's complicated. You're it's saying it's like it's complicated. Yeah. So yes, absolutely yes. We'll get him like a satellite phone on his boat, and him and his weird girlfriend. Wait. Apparently, he's wanted for um, tax evasion currently. Interesting. I have a, a fourth player in this call. Can we get cousin Eddie? And by cousin Eddie, I mean. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Are we just getting everyone who has some sort of like mental health issue in a room together? Well, I don't know if I'm not sure. Maybe Kanye. Kanye does. Yeah. He literally Shoot. is. Yeah, you're uh, right. I forgot that Kim Kardashian was tweeting about his. He's manic. Manic. Yeah, bipolarism. Um, yeah. What, what's that guy's name? Randy Paul? Pitchford just has awesomeness. I'm pretty sure. Randy Quaid, though. Yeah, Randy has, Quaid. He's has schizophrenia. I think. <laughs> anyway, I think getting the four of them in a room minus John McAfee, who's on a boat. Um, uh, he's currently in prison, or I believe arrested so oh well do you think he could 
con- contribute from like a prison cell somewhere? Yeah, that was Zoom. <laughs> Good. Zooming in from cell block C, it's John McAfee. <laughs> All right, this is perfect. Okay, so enough of that silliness, but I love that idea. Um, so you guys are familiar with Tencent, the company Tencent, right? They own oh, everything. Oh, you should be. Like, is, does 50 Cent have anything to do with it? It's it one-fifth of 50 Cent. He, he's a, he is a 20% owner of Tencent. No. <laughs> Tencent is the company that funded most of PUBG. Um, they're a huge Chinese oh, gaming yeah, company. I remember. That, yeah. Um, they, they own Riot Games. They yeah. own Funcom. They own about 50% of Epic Games. Um, plus, they own a, a large stakes in Activision, Ubisoft, Paradox Interactive, and a bunch more gaming companies. Um, but, the, but, I mean, like, to your point, like... Tencent's a big deal, but I don't think people realize how big of a deal Tencent is yeah. uh, or potentially the impact they could have on like the U.S. gaming industry if they wanted to. Um, neither here nor there, but Tencent is a huge gaming company. They own a lot of people, so I guess that's the, the place we're starting. So Tencent has just bought a company called Leyu Technologies for $1.5 billion. Is it French? Now, Probably, probably. <laughs> um, I don't think so. Do do. So, Leu Technologies uh, is the owner of the video game Warframe. Are you familiar with Warframe? Uh, yeah. It's like Ninja Robot Destiny, I believe. Yeah. It's free to play. Um, so they bought them. The the quote from Warframe is: "We will continue to create great content for Warframe. We will can remain creatively independent. Our focus will remain on listening to you, our community, upgrading Warframe based on your feedback, and developing the kind of great stories, gameplay, and incredible new." Space Ninja action you've come to expect from us. Tencent is well known. Tencent is well known for respecting the creative decisions and integrity of its studios, and for giving them the autonomy and independence to experiment, innovate, and thrive. So, if you're a Warframe player, this is probably just good news. It probably just gives them more money. But that's not the interesting part of this story. Okay, Leiu Technologies in 2014 um, was not known for making video games. It was known as a chicken processing company. So this is a company that processes chickens um which i mean you know what that means yeah super gross until in 2014 it began you know they're like man if you're gonna make an investment in something like don't put your i was gonna say eggs all in one basket but like you get the idea they're like we need to diversify (laughs) don't put all your male chickens into that grinder thing yes don't do that (sighs) they still i've seen that once and it was disturbing um and so they're like, you know what we should do is we should diversify into video games because if we can make chickens, obviously we can make video games, right? And so they did this by acquiring acquiring a majority stake in Canadian developer Digital Extremes, which is the company that makes Warframe. And apparently this worked well enough that they're like, man, chicken processing's dumb. And they got completely out of chicken processing and went all into video games in 2016. Um, they own Splash Damage. Um, who made the like Gears multiplayer and Gears Tactics? Um, they own twenty percent of Certain Affinity, which has worked on Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Modern drunk? Warfare Remastered. I've had a long day, man. Like before this podcast, I had to take a test on principles of accounting. Do you know what principles of accounting does to a man's brain, Colby? Teaches you how to account for principles. I think it mostly taught me that accounting's dumb and mostly exists for companies to like. 
like they make it sound like accounting is all about like accountability and making sure that like you know the money you're spending is going to the right places and i think really it's really just a creative way to make money go places you want it to go neither here nor there uh so anyway, they own 20% of Center Affinity, which makes Call of Duty Modern Warfare Remastered and Halo Infinite. Um, and finally, they established Athlon Games, which is the company that's making the Lord of the Rings MMO with Amazon. So like <laughs> from chicken processing to making a bunch of huge video games, I don't understand how you get from one place to the other. And I certainly do not understand how you do it in two years. Anyway, um, they were just bought by Tencent for $1.5 billion. So whatever they did... I guess they did it right. I got to think that $1.5 billion is probably better than chicken processing money, right? I don't know. I don't know. Probably. I don't know much about chicken processing. It's probably, I mean, like, it's probably less gross. I'm going to say that it's probably less gross, but... That's it. All right, we're going to talk about uh, games coming out in January. Normally, this is a separate podcast, but I don't want to edit that much over the holidays, so we're just going to talk about it now. Um, Plus, there's only like seven games coming out in January. January is not a rich month for gaming, Uh, although there's one that I'm very excited about. Uh, First up is Five Nights at Freddy's The Core Collection for the PS4. Switch, it is not this one. The Xbox One coming January 12th. There's nothing coming out for like the next two weeks. Adam, isn't this what's different between this one and the one that's on Game Pass right now? Uh, I believe that all of these games just came out on Game Pass separately. I think oh. maybe I don't know. Cole, do you know how much I care about Five Nights at Freddy's? I played it for like fifteen minutes and went like, "That's enough." Yeah, it's just not I my still thing. Don't know what it is, and I, I prefer to remain that way. I think it just looks dumb like no no offense to people that enjoy this like i'm glad you have a game you enjoy but like it's just not me that's fine it comes with friday uh the first one the second one the third one uh the fourth one and five nights at freddy's sister location i don't know what that means it's they're scary Chuck E. cheese games that's fine uh coming out january 14th uh that sorry five nights at freddy's is 40 bones if i didn't say that but you're right a bunch of those are on game pass for free right now they came out like last month i think so, the only one that isn't is that sister location one so get it get it on game pass save yourself 40 bucks uh scott pilgrim versus the world colon the game dash complete edition is coming to the playstation 4 xbox one switch stadia npc on january 14th i think that one's gonna be 15 bucks we talked about that an episode or two ago if you have forgotten that's the uh kind of remaster of uh that game that i think came out in 2010 supposed to be pretty okay if that's your thing uh hitman 3 is coming out on all of the playstations all of the xboxes switch stadia and pc january 20th for 60 bucks have you guys you guys have both played hitman a little bit right Right? Yes, I've never played it. I kind of, I kind of want to, and then I hear people talk about it and think maybe I don't actually. Hey, want Cliff, to. how do you feel about stealth? Yeah, I hate it. Yep. Then you probably You're don't want to play Hitman. It's not even that I hate it. I'm just not very good at it. You know, probably don't want to play. It's Hitman. definitely a patience game. So if you don't want to do that, I, no, I would not play my, something else. Maybe I'll play something else. Uh, coming out on January 26th. Like, this is how few games are coming out. There's almost nothing until, like, the end of the month. Um, Cyber Shadow is coming to all the PlayStations. Uh, the Xbox One, which I assume it would mean it would also be playable on the X, but whatever. Uh, Switch and PC. Uh, this is the new game from Yacht Club, the folks who make Hollow Knight, but instead of being, like, a kind of Metroidvania side-scroller thing, it's actually more of, like, a Ninja Gaiden-style game, but very much same... Uh, aesthetic they've used before that kind of 16 bit kind of deal uh Um, i think i think you mean shovel knight oh you are right i'm sorry 
Shovel Knight, not Hollow Knight. Those are two very, very different games. They're, uh, I mean, well, sort of. They're similar, I guess. Similar-ish. But yeah, no, Shovel Knight, not, not Hollow Knight. I apologize. They both have Knight in the name, I guess. Uh, Cyber Shadow, it's going to be $20, I believe. Uh, the next one is called The Medium. This is actually the one that I'm excited about. This is a Xbox Series X uh, S exclusive. I don't know if this will run on the old ones. It may, but I, I'm not sure it will at all. And it's coming to PC too. Um, it's coming out January 28th. It's 50 bucks, but it's also coming to Game Pass day and date. And this is the new um, one from Team Bluebird, the folks that make the Layers of Fear game and Blair Witch and Observer or Observation. Um, it was a it was a pretty big reveal. I want to say. Maybe at E3 this year, where it's the one where you're a like a psychic who can see this reality and a parallel reality, and there's parts of the game where you're actually seeing both of those realities at the same time. Um, it had a really really cool trailer. Um, obviously, kind of spooky. Um, it looks really it looks really interesting. So I guess that's what I'll say. It looks really interesting. You can actually preload that on your uh, your gate your system right now. I believe it's actually available for preload like a month out. Um, so check that out. The medium fifty bucks or Game Pass. Uh, the Yak y- <laughs> Yakuza Yakuza. What's what's Yakuza uh, remastered collection is coming to Xbox One and PC January twenty eighth. It's thirty bucks. Also coming to Game Pass. That's going to be the remastered versions of three, four, and five. Um, if you've, you played a little Yakuza, right, Carl? Which one did you play? Uh, zero. Zero. I heard zero is actually kind of the place to start. It is. Honestly, it's, it's like a it's a prequel. Um, yeah. It's also one of the newer ones. I really well. want to play like a dragon. I think that's what it's called. I don't think you do. Really? It's very different. Oh bummer! It it's, looks uh, really turn-based. cool. I've heard it's really grindy though. Yeah, it's turn-based. oh, it's turn based. Yeah. Oh, hmm. Interesting. I don't know. Maybe I'll play Zero. Is Zero on Game Pass? It is. Maybe I'll play Zero. Uh, and then the final game, that's uh, 30 bucks, I believe, coming out January 28th. Also on January 28th is a game called um, Aluha? Elijah? I don't know. O-L-I-J-A. I don't know. I don't know how to pronounce that. It's Ouija. Um, it's Ouija. <laughs> um, so this is coming out on PC, PS4, Switch, and Xbox One. It's 15 bucks. And the reason I bring it up is it just looks really interesting. It's it's very, like, when I say it's like a pixel game, I mean like NES pixel game. Like, go watch the trailer for that game. It is It has, it has an aesthetic. Um, it's it's uh, being published by Devolver Digital. And it's like a puzzle platformer with Metroidvania kind of aspects. Um, it just looks really, like... Like, do you ever look at a game and just go like, man, that game's got atmosphere. Like, this game's got atmosphere. It looks really interesting, and it has a, a very unique aesthetic. So, 15 bucks looks like it'll be all right coming out the very end of next month. So, that's like the games coming out this month. Are you guys, uh, you interested in anything? No. Not going to play the medium? Um, hey, Cliff, what does that Not say? Not with your kid, yeah, yeah, Mystery yeah. horror? Yeah, yeah, good point. Good kid, Cyber point. Shadow might interest me, I don't know. Yeah, Cyber Shadow looks good, but man, my my, I bought Shovel Knight and like that game is really cool, but I'm trash at it, like hard trash. So I don't know. Call. I don't know. Oh, you look like you're going to say something. All right, uh, let's move on to questions. Yeah, uh, Dylan. Hey, yo, Vinny. Last question of the year. Last question of the year, man. Uh, Vinny wants to know what your gaming New Year's resolutions are. Um, I'm going to lose some weight in my gaming hands, maybe. 
Is that no? <laughs> I got a ring fit for Christmas, so nice. I got. Uh, I just need a bigger living room in which to do ring fit. Yeah, yeah. Um, I got some of those. Uh, what do they call them? The like uh, band things, like that you use, like instead of buying weights, like the tension band things. I don't know. They're cool. <laughs> Great <laughs> story, Jeopardy team. It's it's you know it's kind of the same thing. What uh, what do you guys do? You have gaming New Year's resolutions? I don't generally make resolutions in general. So you know you you know what I say about New Year's resolutions, Dylan. There's no reason to make a New Year's resolution if you're already perfect. Yep, that's what I'm saying. I'm gonna play even more games. <laughs> I, At some uh, point, you just can't. You like you can't play. You're already. Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna quit time. my job. <laughs> don't do that, Cole. Uh, I uh, <laughs> he's like, no, don't do that. I think that uh, I mean, like, I don't want to say resolutions, but like, I think I'm gonna pay. One thing that happened kind of organically this year is I stopped paying a lot of attention to the AAA space and paid a lot more attention to things that weren't in the AAA space, and I found that this year that every time I tried to like jump back into AAA, I just got disappointed in what I was playing. Um. I watched a lot of like during the uh, like the game awards, like every triple A game that came out with a couple of very minor exceptions. I felt kind of meh about like, I'm like, that looks real samey. Like, I feel like I've played this game before and I'm not saying like if they suddenly like stealth drop fallout five or Skyrim six or whatever, they're not going to play it, but I'm just not sure. Like I'm going to like feed into that hype machine as much as I used to. Like I'm having such a good time just playing like cool games on game pass and it's saving me like a crap ton of money. Um, and I feel like I have a more interesting time. Like I, I miss, like I miss the hype of being able to like talk with everyone about cyberpunk. Um, but at the same time, I'm having a really good time talking about games that nobody else has played. And it's been kind of interesting. So I don't know if that's like a resolution as much as a, like just a realization. That's what I've been doing for a year and it's been working out pretty well. And I haven't spent 60 bucks on any game that I really regretted. So that's been kind of nice. Uh, I think I've been about, a little bit more particular about what I play. And yeah. Kind of trying to enjoy, like, I don't know, different things. Or I'm I'm going to start keeping a list of games that I played, not just games that I beat, because I'm yeah. kind of curious about that. Because I played a lot of games that I didn't beat, but I have no... Then you can like, find out your ratio. Exactly. Of finished and non-finished games. Well, and, and that was, like, what I looked at... Um, kind of when I was making my, like, I, I keep a spreadsheet of games I beat, um, because I'm a nerd. Um, and I think I beat like 23 games, but that doesn't count the like 30 hours I put into Far Cry 4 or the like 65 hours that I've put into, um, Divinity Original Sin 2. So like, there's a bunch of games that I mean, like putting those two together, that's like 90 hours of gaming that I, I don't want to say wasted because I enjoyed my time a lot with both of those games, but like didn't have an outcome. Um, so I think that's actually a really good idea, Cole, is like keeping track of, of what you are playing. I mean, that's the problem right now is I'm I'm in the middle of like five or six games. And that's not like it's really easy to let one of those slip off the edge yeah. unless you're keeping track of that, too. So I think I'm one thing I found about I guess one thing I will say is if you're interested in making a resolution to beat more games, what I would say is keep keep a list of the games that you're playing and the games that you've beaten, because having that. Looking at a list of all the games you have, because if you have Game Pass, if you have a backlog of any sort, you're like, well, I've got a thousand games. Like, that's 
that's a loser's. You'll, you're never going to finish any of that, so don't try. Um, keep a list of games you maybe want to play, a games a list you're playing, and a ge- game a list of games you've beaten. And I think you'll find that you are beating a lot more games just because you have a list. Like it seems dumb, but I think it's a really good idea, Cole. I think it's a really good idea. Uh, Elfsaraf fifty two uh, wants to know what your favorite desert plant is. And I should point out that she is English. So she spelled favorite with a U, which I find Mm. delightful. Um, I think you should also know, and maybe let me know if you can answer this question as well. Um, When I read it originally, I thought it was your favorite dessert plant. I did too. So, (laughs) and I've been struggling to come up with what a dessert plant would be. Those little flowers on top of cakes. Yeah. 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 Or like, I mean like apple pie is a dessert plant, right? Yeah, yeah, I like apple it's like pie pizza. A lot. I mean, pizza easy gets your vegetables, right? Yeah, man, I made the best pecan pie or fruit, I guess. This week it was so good. Oh, it was good. Um, favorite desert plant? You guys have a, a favorite desert plant? Well, I have uh, close to fifty cactuses in my house. Dang, so, Dylan! I mean, <laughs> there you go. Dylan's house is dangerous. If you trip, you could end up with a cactus in the eye. Mm-hmm. It's actually just saying. his security. He just puts them under all his windowsills. Oh yeah. <laughs> no one can get in Dylan's house without getting a bunch yeah. of cacti stuck in them. Yeah, What's your cactus. favorite cactus, Dylan? Um, or is that asking I, like I, what your favorite kid is? Kinda, I because. You get them when you're like, hey, that one's cool. So it's like literally every one I have is like for a reason because I guess cactuses are interesting and they're, they don't grow like other plants do. Like they kind of have that look when you buy them and they just get bigger. Yeah, like, yeah. Um, so it's not like you plant a seed and then it's a leaf and now it's four leaves and now it's 16 leaves and it like keeps getting leafier. It's like, no, it kind of has a, an aesthetic sometimes it's like tiny little cute cactus but then it just turns into big cactus but i like the ones with the like the really long toothpick looking pokies yeah that look yeah, like yeah, you can yeah. pick them off and pick your teeth with them yeah, like, yeah yeah i like those those ones and they're like the fuzzier looking ones too so ah, man the fuzzy ones are rough for me because like they're cute but also you like cannot touch those things or you end up with like oh, fuzzy yeah. little needles we had so my kid got one of those like someone gave uh, speaking of how cactuses grow someone gave my kid like a little teeny cactus in like one of those like weird shaped vases, like it was shaped like a dog or a giraffe or something. I don't mm-hmm. know. And we're like, Oh, how cute. And like, it did not grow for two years. And then all of a sudden it just like, I don't know if it was just like the right light or temperature or maturity or water or what, but it shot up like nine inches and like branched okay. off. And then all of a sudden it, uh, like the you couldn't repot it because I mean I'm sure you could but it yeah, uh, it was carefully. one of those super weird super spiky ones yeah and it kept tipping over because it was so top heavy <laughs> like we just it yeah. it stayed in Utah when we moved I'll just say that because it was dangerous um, dangerous I had to reach behind like a piece of furniture to for some reason I can't remember why. And I touched the cactus kind of unknowingly, like kind of just brushed it, but didn't know until I went to bed. Oh. And I laid on my pillow and my whole ear, the side of my head just like started just stinging. And I realized that my ear was covered in little cactus prickles. Oh, shoot. 
so I had to tweeze them all out one by one because oh. I couldn't see them at all because yeah, it's ear. in my they're literally in my ear. That's terrible. Um, but yeah, I had no idea hours later until I rested my head oh, on the pillow. Geez. That's makes me all hurt. Um, I think my favorite desert uh, plant is probably like the is it the saguaro cactuses? The like if you're gonna draw a cartoon cactus, it looks like a person yeah. with two arms. I think those are my probably Ned my favorite ones from Taco yeah. Time. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or like the one that like like Spike leans against in the Snoopy, you know, stuff. Like I think those are my favorite. I distinctly remember when I was five, like driving to California and passing a bunch of those and stopping and saying, like, oh my gosh, aren't those so cool? And I've driven from Utah to California like a million times now and I've never seen them again. So yeah. I maybe it was a story i made up in my head i think it's because mom and dad drove a different way to california than we did i think they went up through like reno or something could be or maybe the freeways changed or something well no because i i also distinctly remember those and have never seen them and i'm pretty sure they just took a different route could be could be i don't know what's your favorite uh desert plant or dessert plant call i don't know i like joshua trees are kind of cool Joshua trees are very cool. That's a good call. I didn't think about that. I, I mostly thought cactuses. That's a good call. All right. Cactuses. Yeah. I mean, uh, what, are, what are we, you know, saying desert plants? I live in a desert. And what's your favorite plant there? I mean, like, you know, columbines like grow here. But I wouldn't, call, I wouldn't call them a desert plant. No. Do you like but, shrubberies? Do you like succulents? Do you like cacti? I like hen and chicks a lot. Yeah. They're fun. Uh, all right. Well, out of plant cast uh, and into uh, Elf, Elf other question was, is what is in your mind the best 80s video game? That's a tough one. That's like going way back. That's it's not for me because I wasn't there. Yeah. Yeah. Dylan was not born. But until... I'm just going to say Mario to get it over with. Yeah. Mario's a good choice, man. <laughs> it's hard it's really for... all like it's that's all I can really muster. It's hard for me because there's like a difference between like, I mean, Probably early 80s, early and late 80s. would yeah. be like I would say maybe I like Pitfall two a lot. Yeah. Um, but like late eighties, I mean, then you're getting into like the Legend of Zelda games and stuff like that, which are way different than yeah those. So definitively choose one, Cole. Uh, I mean, like having just played Legend of Zelda and going like this isn't as good as I remember it. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Go with Pitfall 2. It's fun. Yeah. At least it was when I was playing it when I was like four. Dylan is probably right. Like Super Mario is probably actually probably one of the better choices you can make. Um, Because that game really kind of holds up too. Um, I like I would say early 80s. I would probably choose maybe maybe Jumpman or maybe Load Runner. I like both of those a lot. Um, Moon Patrol was good. Contra's really good. Um, that's a hard. You are right, though. That's really hard. You have to almost go like early '80s and late '80s to really. Mario Three is, you know, is that really is good. that an '80s game? Uh-huh. Really? Wow. Yeah. There's a lot of good games in the '80s. I think that's the moral of the story. Mario Three uh, came out in '88. So. Jeez, that's that's crazy. When did Mario One come out? Like '80. 80- Six. 85, I want to say. 85? Wow. Uh, Princess Megan wants to know, tell us about your Christmases. How were your dinners? Did you play anything? If so, what? What was your favorite gift? Um, let's see. What did What'd I you have for dinner? I literally don't know. Probably not that memorable. How about you, Dylan? Uh, um, what did I have for dinner? I'm trying to remember how... Oh, my mom made food. No, that sounds good. good. The, I, the usual, um, I guess we, I ate really early. That's why, um, the usual ham and some beans and 
I might um, not have eaten dinner. meatballs and little smokies. Nice. And... Do you ever have you ever had little smokies wrapped in crescent rolls? Because that's delicious. Yes. That's real good. Um, my Christmas day was all weird because like my kids slept in until like nine thirty, which was <laughs> weird. What a maniac! Yeah, it's Christmas. Yeah, so like I woke up and played video games for like. I don't know, two and a half hours before my kid even came downstairs. Um, and so, like, we didn't finish opening presents until almost noon. Um, and I had a Zoom call with my wife's side of the family at noon. So, like, we didn't eat anything. Like, I didn't eat breakfast at all. Um, we didn't eat lunch until, like, one thirty. And so, traditionally, we have Swedish pancakes for breakfast on Christmas. But there was just, like no time um and so we actually had swedish pancakes with uh strawberries and whipped cream for dinner on christmas eve so normally Ooh. we were actually kind of wondering what we were going to have for dinner because we didn't plan on anything so it's going to be weird and then instead we had that which was nice so uh what was your favorite gift i got this cool beanie yeah, the, his beanie is very cool it says this is the way it's good i also got a cool uh cthulhu sweater nice um because i love Pretty much anything with a Cthulhu or like thing on it is good to That's me. Good. Uh, Colby got me a a game based on that mythos. Uh, yep. Sundered? Sundered. I've not played it yet. Uh, Which <laughs> so one's that? It's like a Metroidvania. It's it's more based on like the Eldritch Horrors kind of yeah. thing in general. Uh, what was your what was your favorite gift call? I hope it was the one I bought you. Oh yeah, it was. 100% oh, that looks the cool. One you bought me. Um, you got me the 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 thingamajig. Oh, the, the mini. Uh, yeah, the thing that holds your controller. Controller yeah. thing. Yeah. And then you got me a mini Commodore sixty four that I tried to play, and my kid got scared. So you know, yeah, perfect. There's that. <laughs> the gifts that keep on giving. <laughs> um, I got a pretty cool drug rug. He does. It's nice. Yeah, it looks real good. Looks real good. I uh, probably the coolest thing I got is my wife got me. Um, I don't know what they call them, like bezel lights. I guess um, the lights that go behind your TV. Mm. Um, but I got the ones that Hugh makes. So they. Oh, Hugh. He's a good guy. Yeah, I love Hugh. Um, so if you have like, I, she didn't get me the. You can buy a separate, like, controller for them that actually you plug all your HDMIs into, and then it will um, make, like, they change dynamically based on what's on your screen. So, like, you can watch a movie, and the color of the hue lighting in the background actually changes to reflect the colors of the um, the, the movie, which is really cool and is really kind of immersive, too. I really like it, actually. Um, or, like, if you're listening to music, it'll change. Like, you can choose a color scheme. It'll, like, change kind of, like, the beats behind it, which is neat. Um, but because I do have a, a PC in my living room, I can, I can like, fake it. There's, like, an app you can download. And as long as I'm watching things through my PC, you can uh, do it that way. So, like, I watched Soul um, over the holidays, and we watched it via my PC. And so all the cool colors of, of Soul were, like, extended on the walls. It's, it's really... 
I like I thought it was going to be cool because I've had like I've had the cheap like bezel lighting where you just get like a strip of LEDs that you can change and they roll around the back of your your thing and I liked that a lot. But these ones just offer so much more. I'm actually really excited about it. I'm probably going to add a third one. I've got two and I'll probably add a third one once I actually like right now I can't really get to my TV because um, my Christmas tree's up and it kind of cuts off a lot of access to it, but I think once we take my Christmas tree down, I'm going to just kind of redo all my wires and all my my setup with my TV and I'll mount them actually to the back of it and then add a third one. Um, and maybe get the box. The box is really expensive, though. It's like a little over two hundred dollars, um, but it's also really cool. So I, I don't know. We'll see. Um, that was that was cool. They're I don't remember what they're called. The Hue Play something. I don't know. They're neat. I like them. Uh, Megan's second question is: Why is your phone dinging? Whoever's phone's dinging. That's the yeah. question. I I have to. It's coming from the computer. I can't <laughs> Dylan's phone is if I If I mute the computer, then it mutes it's a, you. It's okay, Dylan. <laughs> so. It's all right. <laughs> uh, Dylan, uh, Megan wants to know what your New Year's Eve slash day plans are. So that would be this Friday, I believe. No, yeah. actually tomorrow. Well, tomorrow. Shoot. Um, huh. What are your plans for tomorrow? Play some board games, eat some food. It's the use around here, I think. I see see if the neighbors light off fireworks so the cats get scared. So some <laughs> of the cats. Did you uh, did you get any cool board games for Christmas? That's a good question. Have you played? No, but I got Kate the Haunted Mansion board game and the Jungle Cruise board game. Oh, how are those? I've actually almost I bought haven't both got to of play those. Them yet, but um, keep me in the loop, man, because I want to yeah. play both of those. They they look interesting. I I. I've heard good things so far. Same. So. Uh, have you played Unstable Unicorns? Uh, no, but I've gifted that to somebody, but I've not played it. A friend we did play some more Throw Throw Burrito. I I almost bought that like a couple times this year, uh, or over the holidays. Um, a friend of mine gifted Unstable Unicorn to me, and we've played it like probably half a dozen times. It's a super easy game to like pick up and play a round of the rounds with three people only last like 15 minutes so uh it's real quick it's a i'm not even sure i can describe it because it's weird um everyone gets like five cards and then you have a stable um and in your stable you put a unicorn and then each turn you can you draw a card and then play one card and that card is either like adding another unicorn to your stable or adding a modifier to your stable um, that does things or like add, like playing a card against someone else to either impact their stable or their hand. Um, and the goal is to get seven unicorns in your stable. Um, but like all the unicorns are funny and like, I mean, they're, they're unstable unicorns because they're wacky and weird and like some of them are actually narwhals. Um, that's funny. They're super funny. The cards are really funny. The, the drawing on the cards is all like super cute and fun. Like it's unstable unicorns is absolutely like, so I'm playing it with my wife, and my kid. So Carter's 13. So if you're looking for like a family card game to play, it's, it's really good, but I think it would be fun with adults too. Um, but it's like 25 bucks on Amazon. And like I said, it's cool because you can just like, you can just play around super fast, at least with three people. I would guess that you can play with up to eight people. Um, and I think the more people you add, like the more chaotic it would get because you'd be playing powers against each other with three people. It goes pretty quick. So it's fun. 
real I think fun. Target carries that one too. I'm sure they do. You have a Target yeah. near you. It's one of the because they have a pretty good board game selection nowadays. But it's one of the things that they carry, like throw throw burrito and yep. exploding kittens and those sorts of games. I kind of feel like I need to play exploding kittens again. Like I kickstarted that game and have played it, but like I feel like I've never like quite figured out the rules. <laughs> um, like we'll we'll play all the way through it and then go like, oh shoot, we forgot about that one rule that makes this game play yeah. differently. So I don't know. Need to give that one another another shot. Uh, what what are you doing on New Year's? Call anything fun? Absolutely nothing. That's okay. That's all right. You don't have to. Just you, like you, I do every year. I uh, I have the fortune misfortune i guess depending on how you look at it um we have a client who has to make a change to their website at midnight um classic yeah but it's midnight eastern time so like the good news is i don't have to stay up until like 12 o'clock to make some stupid you know change to a website but i can do it at nine which i guess is nice (laughs) so i'll be working that'll be fun and if it's anything like the last two new years i will be um asleep asleep by 10 10. yeah (laughs) i think last year we watched a movie and i slept through about 75 percent of it and then like woke up for midnight was like woo midnight and then fell asleep again so whatever uh final question man socks wants to know what has doing the bite me podcast for five years done how how has it affected your life like is there anything positive hopefully positive um (laughs) nothing what are the negatives of doing bite me podcast for five years uh, uh, you know what? What are they? You have pluses, minuses. Like, is, has it affected you in a, a negative way or a positive way? Besides taking up some time every Wednesday, I would say the best thing is the community. That yeah. You, however, like the actual like tight community is fairly small, but I think that's cool because it is, I guess, intimate. Like most everyone kind of knows who everyone yeah. is. That sort of thing, like that's really cool. It's not big and unwieldy, um, and that's cool to um, be able to have new people to play games with. And I think the even best part is that the other people that meet each other through the same community, and then they go play games to each other. Not necessarily that I'm playing with them, but like some people found each other on the internet, which I guess is what the internet should be for. But yeah, um, I, I don't. I absolutely don't think we can discount Dylan the fact that there are three people in this world that all have matching tattoos because they make, met each other via our podcast. Like, never forget that. that. Yeah, it's it is what it is. Um, no, I, I would agree with that. I definitely agree with that. I think, like, from a personal uh, level, like I've learned a lot about. Um, I've learned a lot about like the mechanics of podcasting. Like I know way more about audio audio editing than I did five years ago. I know way more about video editing than I did five years ago. Um, I know way more like it's, it's very strange to me when people are like, Hey, you podcast all the time. Do you know anything about microphones? I'm like, yes, (laughs) yes, I do. Oddly. (laughs) Um, and I think that actually, oddly enough, uh, being a podcaster has actually made me a better public speaker. Like, it it doesn't intimidate me to get up and talk in front of large crowds of people like it used to, which is, seems strange, but I think it's more like you just get good at talking. And so it doesn't seem that different um, to talk to other people. Um like I actually did a, I actually did a class on podcasting. Not a class, that's not right. Um, I have a friend who is, does a audio engineering class for a, a community college back east, and he asked me like if I do a, a podcasting thing. And originally, he told me like 
yeah, it's going to be like 20 minutes. And so I prepared like a 20 minute presentation. And then I like about an hour beforehand, he's like, yeah, so you can take the whole hour. I'm like, well, okay. Well, you cool. said 20 minutes. Yeah, you said but, 20 minutes. And then I was like, but I can talk. Yeah, I can talk. <laughs> like, it'll be fine. I'll just, I'll talk more and I'll talk slower. It'll be fine. And, yeah. you know, I was able to fill 65 minutes, no problem. So I think just talking every week, talking with people, talking about things like planning out a podcast, like has just made me a better more rambling talker. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I got that. How about you, Cole? How's, how's podcasting changed your life? I'll tell you in a couple of years because it was okay. five years. And I'm not How yet. has a year and a half of podcasting changed your life? Um, I mean, I don't know. You know, you know what I would say is I, I gave you an hour and a half of your time back and then took it away. Like, Colby yeah. no longer has to listen to this podcast, but now point. he has to be on it. So, like, I'm like, here's some free time, but I'm going to need that back right now. So, yeah. I haven't listened <sighs> to this show in like a year and a half. Yeah. I, like, I have not listened to this show in probably three and a half years, four years. I used to listen to, like, when I go on vacation, I'd listen to the episode I missed, but I don't even listen to that anymore. Uh, <clears throat> let's talk about some uh, cheap free games real, real quick. Um,. Game Pass. Game Pass has, uh, my guess is this is a, I think we're going to see more Game Pass games than this this month, but maybe not. It's a it's a weak month, so uh, January 5th, Killer Queen Black is coming out. Uh, That's even, awesome. How do you even describe Killer Queen Black? It's an arcade game where you're like bugs and you can win by riding on a snail. It, it's kind of like if I imagined a MOBA but in the arcade. Oh, that's a really good description, Dylan. Like... It has objectives, but there's multiple objectives, so there's different win conditions. You're in an arena with a team. Yeah. Like, it's a, it's a MOBA, but a 2D arcade game. Yeah, 8v8. It's uh, it's awesome. So yeah, we played it for extra life last year and had a ton of fun playing it. So um, I believe it has online play. So it's good. Um, just give that a try. I, you know, and I think it has crossplay too. I I want to say yes, it has crossplay. I believe so. So check that out. Uh, Cyber Shadow coming out January twenty sixth. Uh, is that that's not the yeah? Oh yeah, it that's is the. Interesting. Yeah. So that's the new game from the folks who make uh, Shovel Knight, which I did not realize that I put it on two lists. So I guess you can save yourself 20 bucks and try out that game there. That's great. Yeah. Um, the Medium coming out January 28th. Again, that's that horror game we talked about. That one, um, ever, the rest of these games are all coming out, I believe, on Xbox and um, the PC version of Game Pass. Um, but the Medium is Xbox Series X. S only. It is not coming out to the PC immediately. Um, and then that Yakuza 3, 4, and 5 remastered uh, coming out January 28th are all coming to Game Pass as well. So, not a ton of games for Game Pass yet, but uh, like I said, I would not be shocked if we get like another load of Game Pass games like later in the month. Uh, Prime Gaming, which obviously you have to have, uh, if you have uh, Amazon Prime and you hook it up to your Twitch account and you get access to Prime Gaming. Um, Battlefield 3 is free right now, but you have to literally redeem it, I think, by the first. So, like, you have to jump on that one real fast. Um, Ukulele uh, is available through January 1st. Ukulele and the Impossible Lair, which is like the platforming. No, you can. Yeah. <laughs> 
Ukulele and the Possible Layer, I believe, is the platforming version of that, I think, is available through the 8th. Hyperdot, which is a game Colby and I played a bunch on the Xbox, it's real fun, is available until January 15th. Wizards of Legend, which I know nothing about, is available until January 15th. Sigma Theory Cold War, 15th. Turmoil, the 15th. Sheltered, the 15th. Close to the Sun is a really fun, like, uh, game where you drive a ship that's solar-powered and see how far you can drive it. That's a lot of fun. Uh, it's available until the 15th. And then Overcooked is available through January 22nd. I wish Prime Gaming would just go to month to month. That would make everything so much easier. Wizard of Legend is a rogue-like Ooh. game that I did not like. <laughs> I will probably skip that. Uh, PlayStation Plus was just announced, and it's really good this month. Like, PlayStation Plus brought it this month. Um, Maneater, the shark game that I was talking about earlier, is free. Um, so you can play that. Uh, Shadow of the Tomb Raider, which is, I believe, the most recent Tomb Raider game, I think, uh, is on there. And then Greedfall, which just came to uh, Game, game Pass, Pass, is also on there. Greedfall, I will tell you, is one of those games. Like, do you ever load up a game and not even make it through the tutorial and go, like, this game is not for me. Greedfall was 100% that game for me. Like, I got to the combat portion of the tutorial. I'm like, oh, I hate everything about this but that being said the game looks really neat so if you like that kind of like i don't want to say like souls like combat but very like block heavy very dodge heavy very much like reading your opponent's intent so you know how to react heavy kind of combat you'll probably I like don't. greedfall i do not so i like stabbing them once in the throat i you know dylan i'll be honest like if i have to think about more than like occasionally dodging out of the way while I mash another button, I'm not really interested. Like, CrossCode, honestly, is, like, my limit of what I want to do, and that's only because it has, like, it's got a, a, a block button you don't have to use very often, a dodge button that is yeah. pretty intuitive, and then, like, two kinds of attacks. Like, that's about as that's about yeah. as into it as I want to get. Greedfall looks really cool, but, man, the combat turned me off hard, so. All right, you guys have anything else before we log off for the last podcast of the year? Nope, that was it. That's it. All right, you can that find... That was the year. That was it. 2020, let's... Like I said, like, 2021 isn't magically going to be better, but can it be that much worse? I mean, yes, absolutely it can, but let's hope it's not. Let's hope for better and then just be okay with it being marginally the same. Uh, you can find us at bitemepodcast.com. I actually redid our entire website yesterday, so I guess go look at it. It's probably not done yet, but it's better than it was. Uh, you can find us on facebook.com, twitter.com, instagram.com slash bite me podcast. You can, oh shoot, we forgot to do patrons. Dang it. No Not time like now. I don't have them up either. Thank you, patrons. We love you. You're fantastic. I apologize. Sometimes I forget things. Uh, but you can become a patron by going to patreon.com slash bite me podcast. You, you can, can be forgotten as well. Yeah. Sometimes I need to make it part of like our show notes and then it would always be there. That would make sense. That'd be the smart thing. It doesn't change that often. But whatever. Maybe next week. Uh, you can join our Discord by going to bitemepodcast.com slash Discord, which is one of the pages that I think I made significantly better. It now has a big button at the top that says join our Discord. And the button wiggles a little bit. It's kind of nice. So go uh, go look at that. Like watch that. my wiggly button. And come hang out with us in our Discord. We've had a couple new people come by recently. It's been fun. I like it. Uh, and I think that's it. So, Dylan. So now you can no longer sing songs about peaches, Dylan. Peaches.
All of the peaches. Oh, I guess you could sing a song about peaches that you make up on the fly. That's fine. Was that one of your cats meowing? Yeah, they're... They think they're hungry. Gus! Gus! It's the cutest cat, Dylan. And he thinks he's getting a treat, so he's really... But he's not. I don't... They just sit around and meow in a choir, and it's... It's kind of adorable. It sounds adorable. But they think they're hungry. Maybe they are hungry. I often think I'm hungry. Uh, I mean, I understand they can eat. Maybe they hungry. just want. Maybe they just want peaches. <laughs> Do cats like peaches? Um, probably not. Probably not. Spade loves lettuce. Like loves lettuce. So it's interesting. It's super weird. It's like, All right. Probably the. Spade loves um, the stalks of broccoli too. Yeah, but he'd probably like the like the, the chew on it. Oh yeah, he'll fucking like so. Like if I'm making broccoli for dinner, you know, you cut off the like the stocky parts of the bottom. Um, like if I just throw him pieces of that, he'll just eat it all day. It stopped. Yeah, I was gonna say like I could hear it before, and now I can't hear it at all. Yeah, he loves broccoli. He loves spinach. So I don't know, vegetarian dog. You know how it goes. You know. Yeah, no. All right. <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat> Got that out of the way. <laughs>